I say this everywhere I go. I say it in my church. I believe that uh, what the Bible says, life and death is where? Is in the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Look at the person to the left or to the right and tell them, life is in your mouth. Now, speak those things that are not as though they already are. Are you hearing me? So here's what we're getting ready to do. I'm going to give about three or four or five commands that I'm releasing by faith. When I release them by faith, you must go all the way off. If the person you hold in hand with don't go off, let that hand go. All right? You're holding hands with the next debt-free individual.
Now, here's what's crazy, and, and some of us getting ready to lose it for real. I'm not going to number four, but somebody right in that section right there, God heard that thing. And get ready for something to happen before the year is over. somebody that's saved, sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost and a mighty burning fire. chapter I'm going to read verses 22 through 26 in the New Living Translation Acts 16 22 through 26 now if y'all see me pull out my chapstick my church hates it but I believe like chap lips is a sin okay so, so I'm like I'm going to do it now so don't y'all be like oh my god I can't believe he did the chapstick thing while he was on the stage I do it everywhere because I just, I think chap lips are sin. So start helping people out when you see the lips chap. Here, brother, let me help you out. All right, Acts 16, 22 through 26. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten. 
severely beaten. They were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake. And the prison was shaken to its foundation. All of the doors immediately, touch somebody say, all of them, immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. I was thinking on the way here, I was driving, I was thinking about the word of God and I was thinking about this toothpaste. So I had my wife go get some toothpaste. Touch somebody and say, I hope your breath smells good. Isn't it, isn't it a shame to find somebody that looks really sexy, beautiful, with breath stink? It's... So I was thinking about this toothpaste. And I don't even like this kind, but I was thinking about this toothpaste. It was bought for you to squeeze to get the toothpaste out. And when you use it for a little while, the shape changes. And if you're anything like me, you try to put it back anything like my wife it just kind of looks all like this my wife she does it you know that's how my wife looks right there so two-faced was meant to be used the, the, the package was meant to be squeezed it was meant get every ounce out of but I hate when you run out of toothpaste and if you got any black in you I mean you will work this down this off my hand, but if I was at home, I'd do that. Listen to me. The same thing that came out in the end was the same thing that came out in the beginning. Actually, the piece that came out in the end was the part that went in first. Paul and Silas got squeezed. 
And when they squeezed him, praise came out of him. Because here's, here's, here's the issue with this. Whatever's in you is coming out when you get squeezed. If you're full of doubt, when you get squeezed, doubt's coming out of you. If vain words are in you, I didn't say vulgar words or vulgar language. I said vain words. Vain words work against your faith. When vain words come out of you, that means vain words were already in you. If unbelief comes out of you, when squeeze happens, then unbelief was already in there. But if praise is already in you, If praise is in you, then it doesn't matter how hard you squeeze me. And it doesn't matter what kind of pressure comes on my life. The more you squeeze me, the more praise coming out of me. Wish I had a witness in here. I want you to just grab your neighbor's shoulder and just squeeze them and tell them, get prepared for the squeeze. Because the enemy wants to rob you of everything that belongs to you, but you need to be prepared to be squeezed. And when he squeezes you, you better lift your hands and give God glory. So what was I going to talk about? I wanted to add to all of these faith lessons a title called Praisey Faith. I'm going to give you four things about Praisey Faith. Number one, Praisey Faith is the kind of faith that offers up visible, vocal, and victorious praises unto God while you're in the strangest situations. You don't let the the situation dictate to you how you're going to give glory. It's vocal. Somebody shout vocal. And it's visible. And it's victorious. Number two, praisey faith flows from your relationship with God. You can't brag about who you don't know. See, if you don't have no relationship with God, you can't walk around talking about God did this and God did that. And if it had not been for God on my side, I don't know where I would be. God is so good. God is so kind. You don't have a relationship with him if you're not doing that. It's hard to brag about who you don't know. But can I serve notice on you? If you start bragging on him, he'll start bragging right back on you. Somebody shout hallelujah. Number three. Crazy faith keeps the attention on God, celebrating who he is over what he's already done. You're not a person that needs manifestation to give God glory. When you got crazy faith, you ain't got the money and you're still praising. When you got crazy faith, you don't have money to put the stage on, but you put the stage up there anyway, believing God's going to make a way out of nowhere. I wish I had somebody had just a little bit of praisey faith in here. Number four, praisey faith has a preset pattern. Somebody say preset pattern. What pattern is that? 
That is a Davidic pattern. And if you look in your Bible at Psalms 34, verses 1 through 3, and when I read this, if you got praise and faith, catch it and start praising him. I will bless the Lord and his praise shall come. Beware. Not just in my hands. Not just in my feet. But it's in my mouth. The Bible said continually what? Beware. Then he said my what? Soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your imagination, and your emotions. Everything about you that cannot be seen starts praising God. What does he say? It shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a what? Boast. Your inside starts shouting. Your mind starts shouting. The reason why some of you didn't lose your mind behind that boy, that girl you broke up with because your soul was shouting. Hallelujah. Come on. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord. Let us exalt his name together. So this piece about praise and faith, before we jump into that lesson, in order for you to get that, we got to examine how do we get it on the inside? Because as a church, we've been guilty of getting it in our hands externally, and we've been guilty of getting it in our feet externally, but faith doesn't rest in your natural man. Faith rests in your spirit. And if faith is going to rest in your spirit, that means you're going to have to have a relationship with the unseen realm. That everything that you see, your faith can't be built off of that because the Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So when we look at second, I believe it is Corinthians, if you see that, 2 Corinthians 4, 18, he says, for we fix our attention not on the things that are seen, but on the things that are unseen, what can be seen only lasts for a time. But what cannot be seen, touch somebody say it lasts forever. That means when you're walking by faith, you're walking by a system that has no end. You're walking by a system that lasts forever. So you don't see lack, you don't see doubt, you don't see people that can't help you. You see all the unseen support that's working on your behalf. You got angels clapping for you, telling you, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You got God looking at you saying, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I see you working, I see you shining. Go ahead, go ahead. The unseen. And if I'm gonna have a relationship with the unseen, I can't allow what I see to rob me of victory. And some of you are stuck there because you cannot move beyond what you see. You have to build a relationship with the unseen. Why is that critical? Faith is unseen. The Hebrew writer says, now faith 
is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So faith is my unseen evidence. The faith that I possess comes from the unseen realm. So I need the unseen realm. I need this faith that comes from the unseen realm to connect where it came from. I need what cannot be seen to fuel me from another dimension. And so the enemy will always place stumbling blocks in your view to keep you from focusing in the unseen realm. And you need faith that is the evidence of the unseen realm. And you need the word that cannot be seen unless it's made flesh in you. So then the word, how do we get faith? Faith come by and hearing by. So when I start dropping words from the unseen realm into the natural realm, I start holding everything that God said I can have. So before I ever see it, tell somebody I already got it. 